You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions on the show are always expressed with a certain joie de vivre. Please consult a doctor before listening, as laughter can be infectious. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Was that, I, I don't think I had the same kind of uh, ballsy kind of sound. No, that. That, that was a full-throated yeehaw. It was good, eh? Yeah, that was good, Al. We missed it. Well, I know. I was late to the COVID party, unfortunately, and um, <laughs> I, you know, I got taken up rather early, or well, a couple weeks ago, anyways. Yeah, well, you survived. I did, I did, I did. <clears throat> As we say that, and I'm clearing the the COVID frog in my throat <laughs> and can't hear out of one ear, but otherwise, I'm perfect. You're looking good. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Had a great rest and good. Uh, Cayman Islands, courtesy of uh, some family members. You know, free trip, always good. Very nice, very nice. But they drive on the other side of the road. I got messed up, almost got run over. More than twice, for oh, sure. No. Oh, could, no. And then I, and someone pointed out to me, you know, they do put the arrows on the road so you can see which way you're supposed to look. Uh-huh. And? He seems to know what he's talking about. Uh, well, we have a guest in studio today. We do. We have uh, my pal Motoman, all the way from Los Angeles. Motoman, how are you? Good. I'm also from London, so I know what he's going through here. I lived over there for three years and had to get used to this whole thing of the wrong side of the road. You know, every time I look at them driving, I'm thinking, I, I don't think I could do that. You must have driven there. Oh, and I not only did I drive there, I bought a car and lived there with my car. It was very painful. <laughs> and not because of the right side, the wrong side of the right side of the road. It's because they charge you for a gas tax, they charge you for a road tax, and then they charge you for a congestion charge. A congestion charge. So I lived just at the border of the congestion charge. So if I wanted to move my car, I had to pay five pounds a day to move it. Oh, oh, you know what? I remember buying tickets on the tube, and 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 depending on where you wanted to go, you had to pay more or less, depending yeah. on the distance. Yes. Yeah, so zone one, zone two, zone three. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That sucks. It was horrible. And now they want to... New York is trying to propose this idea of a congestion charge. Okay. Yes. That's probably coming. All right. Who else we got on the show today? We have Rob McLeese from uh, Cabo Beach, Concord d'Elegance. Concord d'Elegance. Very fancy. Yeah, yeah. well, it is. It's the Great Poupon sort of crowd, isn't it? it, Well, it is. It is the finest uh, car show, if we're going to call it that. We should be calling it a car, uh, Concord, instead of a car show. It's it's the finest car show in this country. So this isn't like the rally down at the local burger shop? Oh, it's not like the uh, the car show we went to last night in Oshawa. (laughs) No, I hear they're calling it Pebble Beach North. The, I think I think they 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 may who knows, <laughs> <laughs> and we also have our friend PC Sean Shapiro from uh, Toronto Police, and uh, he's very famous. He's more famous than all of us combined um, because he's because there's a lot of visuals. He's, for us, we've only got us talking here on radio well, for the most yeah, part. He, he's on every social media platform, and uh, I think he's got uh, more followers than probably the entire city uh, officials combined. You know, I've watched the show a few times. I'm amazed how 
the questions people call in with, like really weird sometimes. Yeah, strange, strange things. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that he and and of course, you know, he he loves engaging with people on social media. Like uh, recently, a, a cyclist uh, was was mocking people um, on cycle on bicycles stopping at stop signs. So of course he had to had to correct them. <laughs> it didn't go well. I also saw somewhere where someone called in a show because they pulled over somebody going up to Don Valley Parkway on an e-bike. With no helmets. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Apparently, no. There's some rules. Apparently, that's that bad. To that. Yeah. That's how I got here today. I can't imagine doing that. A on a bicycle and B no helmet. Now, did did you have pedals on yours? Because apparently, that's how they keep them legal, eh? No, the car that I'm driving, it doesn't have any floor, so you just move it with your feet like a Flintstone. Uh, exactly, <laughs> like Fred Flintstone. I yeah, get it. That's, that's a new feature for yes. AMG. Yes. I had one. I had Beatles for many years, and we used to just put a piece of tube of uh, plywood underneath the floor mat. That, uh, that actually works it, here. I think this is an option. This is the uh, the efficiency option, the green party option with AMG. <laughs> <laughs> well, organically speaking, it's it's a cool thing to do, you know, and <clears throat> saving the environment. That's right. We're, 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 we're a green show. It is, an, it is a very cool hybrid. It's a, it's a hybrid AMG, believe it or not. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about the, the car with the hole in the floor, and it was a hybrid because you had to use your legs <laughs> as opposed to just the gas motor. That's the reinvention of the hybrid. <laughs> That's coming. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. We're having a blast here. Of course, we've got Motorman in the studio. We've got Rob McLeese coming up and PC Sean Shapiro. After the break, Brian and I will be talking a little bit more uh, stuff. Car stuff. We'll be right back. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with my pal Alan Gelman and my pal from Los Angeles, Moto Man. What do you think of Canada so far? I love Canada. I have come here many times for many years, and this is the first time I'm back in almost three years. That's true. And we had a we had an interesting day yesterday. So Moto Man and I smoked a bunch of cigars. We ended up going to this Cars on King show in Oshawa, and uh, Moto Man got a little bit of a cultural experience. In, to uh, in say Oshawa. the least. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, so what happened? <laughs> well, you got me baited. Well, it, you know, it was. I, I mean, the the the. The the car show was was an interesting thing as well as we learned. My dog does not like live music. No, oh. he does not like. He live music. just was terrified. Oh, so he doesn't just stand and bark, but he just no, sort he of, was he was terrified. No. We managed to get a couple of nice photos with him. Mm-hmm. In front we of got the cool most car. amazing photo of him in front of a Cadillac. I've never seen the dog sit. For more than two seconds, he sat for five seconds. We got this perfect. It's almost framed. Classic Cadillac. Uh, you could it was call a, it a classic. Yeah, it was a Fleetwood, right? It was a nineteen, I'd say eighty-five vintage Fleetwood, but it was perfect, and it had velour seats. Down in the U.S., they never had velour seats. They all had leather seats. Was there an old guy sitting there with a felt hat and a feather on the side? Actually, no. Uh, well, I, I understand where you're going. Because that's usually who's driving. It's those usually cars. the pimp kind of car. Uh, no, but, no, 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 I didn't mean the big feather. Can I say that in Canada? In a, pimp? In a purple yeah, I, think, hat. I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this car, no one was near it. Like, it okay. was totally, there wasn't even a car next to it, so we got this perfect picture with a dog and, like, almost profile of the car. Really stunning. We tried to do that with a Beaumont, a real Canadian car. Yes, yes, yes. That didn't work out as well because there were too many people. <laughs> yeah, you, you should have seen uh, Moto Man with, uh, with the Beaumonts. He was so excited. So excited. You've never seen one? No. Well, I've seen him as Pontiacs, but never as a Beaumont. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And So the Acadian was, was a Canadian car only? Yeah, that was like another Canadian car only. Uh, yeah. Basically a Chevy Nova. Yeah. Well, you've got this thing now that's Canadian. That's a, what is that boxy Chevy thing? 
I, it l- literally looks like a shoebox on wheels. Oh, it's sold in Mexico as well. It's sold I've, in Mexico. I've never as well, driven yeah. it. And it's a, a it's like a, name a tiny crossover thing. It's anyway. very unattractive. A guy cut me off today on a DVP I'm, as I'm I was not, coming. Well, down. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I'm not surprised. So, I think it's called the poutine. <laughs> Wait a minute, they have that in Vermont. <laughs> the, Chevy, the Chevy poutine. So, you know, long day for my dog. I want to get him home, and, and uh, I, I, you know, I'm on the phone in the car. Obviously not with my phone in my hand, but, you know, uh, drive home. I've, I'm on a phone call the entire way home, and it's a long way from Oshawa. And, uh, you know, long day. Get, in, get into my house, get settled, get Monty settled, and got some work to do. So I'm at my desk, knock, knock on the door. And, was uh, the guy you kicked out a few weeks ago? Uh, almost, almost. <laughs> so Monty goes nuts as as he always does. I open the door. Turns out it's a guy looking for donations to the local pool. Ah, so I gave him a glass. Legitimately, of, yeah. Okay, so, so I gave him a glass of water. <laughs> but um, bum, I'll be your real weed. That, that's right. I'll veal, be your tip all your waitresses. <laughs> Try God, the veal. Comedy in Canada is very different here. <laughs> that's a bit too dry. <laughs> Well, Ryan did have someone at you know around his back door, but he basically told him to take off and, and uh, yeah, we had to uh, um, a, a gentleman from the local shelter try to open our back door a few weeks ago. Oh, that's like that's like California. That's where I'm from. Yeah, yeah exactly. We have that stuff. Yeah, exactly. So I uh, I uh, opened the back door and said, "You need to move along." And I followed him a long way away, and I said, "Don't come back." See, now the audience doesn't quite know Brian. It didn't come out. Oh, sir, you need to move along. Yes. There's more expletives involved. <laughs> no, there, there weren't. There was probably like a knife in your hand, something like no, that. No, no, that, that that's illegal in this country. I would never carry a weapon. <laughs> but the dog's there, and he makes lots of noise. He yeah. does, yes. Yeah, the except he's, too, he's is, too friendly. He's a, his tail is a weapon. Yeah, it is. He and knocked not, over three drinks yesterday yes. just with his tail. So it wasn't so much the cars that he doesn't like. It was the music he didn't like, eh? Yeah, yes. it, was, it was the music. Yeah, he just did not, did not appreciate that. He was just yeah. trying to pull and run away from the music. He never lifts his leg on a car tire. No, no, eh? No, he, he must have educated him well. Yeah, I trained him well. He, but he, you know, he loves car rides, so he's not going to. He you actually know, do holds his... it in pretty well too. Yeah, he does. He's he's the best dog. He is good, and you know what? He was a politician last night. He would go up and he was say, uh, receiving his Oshawa in public. Now we're going to be talking about some really fancy classic cars, but what kind of cars were at the show? In, in not Oshawa? fancy. Yeah, they were. They were not exactly fancy. There were there were a couple of things I'd never seen before. What was that? That Dodge two door or Chry- whatever that was, that Chrysler with the graphics oh, on the side. The, oh, not the Imperial. No, I don't remember that one. You probably it was something that, that had like it was an Indy Pace car or something. From oh the, no, no, that wasn't a that wasn't a Dodge. What that was was a Buick Century. Oh, they did a okay. Pace car yeah. in seventy, I think seventy four, seventy five. And that car had the graphics package that was an interpretation of the pace car. So it wasn't exactly the same graphics package, yep. but that's the one you could buy at the dealer. Got Excuse it. me. I, you know, I have a question here because I, I watched the latest video where you guys were walking around uh, the grass area in Detroit. Cars there. in my yard. Best yes, party yes, ever. Yes, that, yes. Is, that is literally. And, and there were some oh. gorgeous cars, I must say. But uh, I think there was a K car there, and, and you guys had a Woody over it. And I thought... It's just a friggin' K car over like, a K- white. No, he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it had, a, it had oh. a decal package on the bottom. I know what you you watched a couple of years ago. So one of the editors at uh-huh. Car and Driver, this is he owns a Ghibli. He owns a bunch of really cool cars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His favorite classic to drive is a K car station wagon with the faux wood grain on the side. <laughs> it literally has ten thousand original miles. It is horrible. We have a customer who has the the Woody convertible like that. Oh, Forty eight. Yeah. 
No, 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 no. Like uh, oh, the like cake 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 yes, yes, they did that. Wow. And and he loves it. And I'm and I'm thinking it, it's his it's his pride and joy. And I'm going, it's a pos. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. Like do you he not needs realize? more pride and a lot more joy. <laughs> you can't put enough wood on that to impress me. I'm telling no, you, no, no. <laughs> All right, after the break, we're going to have Rob McLeese speaking of fancy cars. We're going to go up to uh, we're going up to not Pebble Beach, but Cobble Beach. Cobble Beach. Looking forward to that. Yeah, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here in studio with Alan Gelman and our American pal, Moto Man. And we're talking cars, car shows, and all kinds of car nonsense. But with us, we have Rob McLeese from the Cobble Beach Concorde d'Elegance. Rob, how are you? Good morning. I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. So tell us, are you up in Georgian Bay right now? I am actually in Port Carling right now. Normally, oh. I'd be at Georgian Bay. Now, that's what, about a two-and-a-half-hour drive from the city here? Uh, exactly. Exactly. Now, you got some fancy cars, and, and we, we talked earlier in the show, and I was asking if they were all trailer queens, which if, if you're new to the show or you're new to the hobby, those are cars that are so good, people are afraid to drive them. They put them on trailers, and uh, they're basically all in showroom condition. But that's not your case, correct? No. Uh, about half of the cars are driven on a regular basis, and about half are, if you will, trailer queens. We call them pieces of art. Right. And so that's the way they're protected. So to actually win a prize, it doesn't have to be these pristine cars, so to speak. It, it doesn't have to be absolutely pristine. However, that will definitely help. So what you'll find is cars that are going to be driven by the owners, often when they've completed a restoration, they'll bring the cars to the Concours. That'll be their debut. And so we actually have a class of debut cars, and they're spread throughout the hill. But when you look at the show guide, you'll see a little Canadian maple leaf beside the a uh, car name, mm-hmm. and that means it's a debut car. First time it's ever been a Concours. So a little bit of road rash is not the end of the world. Not at all. <laughs> that's <laughs> that, called that, patina. Ah, uh, oh, yes. there, exactly. there we go. That's very good. <laughs> that's what we call it south of the border. So, Rob, the the event is uh, coming up uh, in, what, three weeks' time? It's uh, the 16th, 17th, 18th of September with the, the Concours, the, the big event, being on the Sunday the 18th. Exactly. And this, exactly. for, for those that don't know, where is this exactly? It is being held at Cobble Beach Golf Resort, which is from Pearson Airport, two hours and 10 minutes, straight up Highway 10. So you take, you go 401 to 410 to 10, and it'll run you straight up to Owen Sound, and it's on the west side of the bay. So in other words, you make sure you stay towards the west or the left side and go up the left side of the bay. And it's literally 10 minutes north of Owen Sound. Otherwise, you'd be, be, you should be driving an amphi car, because uh, if you go exactly. to the wrong side of the bay. Exactly. Yeah, but then the car would get dirty, and you, wouldn't, you would get points knocked off at the show. <laughs> but they well, let us see weed down the bottom. The there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, Rob, um, a little bit of uh, tidbit from Detroit I want to share with you. It ties into your show. Yeah. So Cadillac, they, uh, they're doing the last year of their Cadillac CT5V Blackwing. That's their 668-horsepower yeah. four-door sedan that can be had with a manual transmission. And for 2023, they're doing a run of 120 of them. Each one of them will be, uh, be specified by the year that Cadillac history. How does that tie into your show, sir? That it's, it, that's a great point. By, by the way, we're going to have a Blackwing 
uh, at the side of the field. Tell me it's a manual. General Motors. I hope it is. I don't it know. It better be, otherwise I, we're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but it, it ties in because it's 120 years of Cadillac. We're celebrating 120 years of Cadillac. And we're starting with a 1930 V16 Roadster. Which oh, wow. Which is an immaculate car. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, and what body is on that car? Uh, that is a, I believe it's a Bonham and Schwartz body. So why don't you share with the audience that back in the day, well, you you would buy basically a chassis from Cadillac with this up to a 16-cylinder engine, and then you would go and have your cu- the body custom-made. Yes, that's exactly right. And, and the bodies, the, the celebrities at the time, the movie stars, all had their own custom bodies made, and they really uh, tailored them to their own, you know, own unique tastes, which made for very interesting vehicles and very unique now, so, you, so you're, you're going to be uh, celebrating some other pretty big birthdays there. We do. It's we're celebrating 75 years of Ferrari. We have we're celebrating 60 years of Carroll Shelby. Uh, we have the evolution of the mid-engine Corvette, uh, with a starting with a 1968 concept car from the GM Heritage Center in Detroit. It's a an Astro two looks like a Dino Ferrari. Then it, we evolved to the 1973 Chevrolet Aero Vet, which is a bigger body, which, again, it it's follows the flow of the uh, Corvettes. And then we culminate in the C8, the 2022 Corvette. And we have a unique a Callaway, the only one in Canada there. We have a Roadster coming up from the U.S., and we had a Z06 that GM Canada is providing for this exhibit. So a C8 Z06. Exactly. Amazing car. And uh, you've got a car uh, that's very significant in uh, Canadian automotive history, uh, in the in the Fossmobile. Fossmobile. Yeah, I've written about that in my, my Haggerty column a couple of times, and, and this year it's 125 years old. Yeah, it's very cool. The 1897 Fossmobile. It's in our brass class, so it'll be at the south end of the field. Uh, Ron Foss is going to be there. The, Ron is the... Now, remind me, Brian, is he the great-grandson or great-great-grandson? Uh, he's the grandson of George Foot Foss. Okay. And so he'll be there to talk about the car, which is pretty neat. It was the first internal combustion engine car in Canada, and it was built in Canada. Rob, uh, we only have a couple minutes left here. Um, people want to see the cars that are going to be shown at the show. Shown at the show? Um, shown at the yes. show. Or buy tickets. Um, how do they do that? They go to our website, Cobble Beach Concours, C-O-N-C-O-U-R-S, concours.com, mm-hmm. and they can buy tickets online there, or they can buy them at the gate. Now, if you uh, think Frank, you have a hot car and you think it uh, maybe should be showed there, is there any room? Uh, we do have a little bit of room. European Classics in particular, which is 1916 to 1948, uh, we could use two cars in that class. Oh, uh, but shoot. I'm going to Mine's tell you, a it's pretty tough competition because there's a 1948 Delahaye 135M Frenade body uh, restored by the Guild, uh-huh. which is going to be a pretty special car. There are a lot of really interesting cars this year. All right, Rob, have yourself a great show. Hope we can make it up and uh, hope the weather's good. Look forward to it. Keep our fingers crossed. And even if the weather's not great, it's still a wonderful show. All right. Take care of yourself. Have, have a great day. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, um, George is here. I'm not supposed to call you George, right? You're no, you're not. Moto Man. Who's George? Um, Moto Man's um, alter, alter ego. ego. Alter yeah. ego. There we go. 
Well, he's baiting at the breath, and, and uh, we're going to get him on right after the break. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman, finally back in studio. Thanks for joining us, Al. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> we, I want to thank those four vaccinations I got because that seemed to lessen the effect of my uh, COVID. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a big vax pro, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've With us in studio is our pal Moto Man. And uh, you were talking about uh, going to Jack Astor's last night, the finest in oh, Canadian yes, cuisine. Yes, yes. So uh, I, I had never been to a Jack Astor's before. Mm-hmm. I had actually, I, I'm lying. I, I had been there, but I'd never eaten there. I just watched my friend eat one time, and it looked like a pleasant place. And then we turn up at this place. I'm thinking, oh, this is nice, and it's a lot of activity, and people are there, and there's music playing, and everybody's out on a Friday night, and the food was horrific. That sounds like something I would say. (laughs) At best, my Caesar salad was bland. And apparently, there was a cultural problem. You know, when I order a Caesar salad in the U.S., it's with anchovies. So you generally say, I don't want any anchovies. So that's what I said to the waiter. And instead, I got the Canadian version, which has bacon on a Caesar salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bacon bits. That's common. So you guys are looking at me like I'm nuts. I looked at them like they were nuts. And I nearly got thrown out of the restaurant. It's like how I look at people when they order ranch in Michigan. Well, with fries, it works. Yeah, I heard. I, I heard. Know, I know. Yeah. But you're strange. That's right. But for, uh, for, but food is not your area of expertise. Well, I am a New Yorker, so I do have expertise in food, cars, and airplanes. So you have a favorite bagel that you like? Uh, yes, that would be um, uh, on 2nd Avenue, uh-huh. basically. The, actually, no, that's a back and forth. H&H is always a good choice. That's where the tourists go. Right, right, right. But I would say pick a bagel on 77th and 2nd. Go see Tala. He's my man. So... Uh, uh, poppy, sell, uh, sesame, or everything? It depends on your mood. Like, I like a poppy, but then you've got to really make sure you're going to brush your teeth right after. If, if you fair. don't, you got it in your in your teeth for the rest really? of the day. That's right. Can't have meetings like that. You just can't. Mm-mm. And then sesame is always a good choice. Uh, sesame is fine. And, and specifically, you want to go on YouTube and make a video. You could do that. Uh, with sesame, no, you couldn't. No, eh? No, definitely not. We don't really do bagels for craft service. <laughs> it's more like uh, cut-up vegetables for craft service. All right, well, let's find out about George's background. I don't know anything. I don't oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Oh, George. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So, Moto Man. Yes, sir. Uh, we met in Norway. We met, we had to go all the way. I had to go 5,000 miles to meet you, and we met in an air, airline lounge mm-hmm. after driving Bentleys on the uh, American road. Yeah, that was that was just amazing. Through the Trollsteigen, which is the most, when you think of the most stunning, picturesque, something from like Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. it, granted, that was down in New Zealand, but this is really where they shot this movie. It was incredible, this yeah. place. And then add in Bentleys, driving anywhere from the V8s, I had the V12s. And coupes and convertibles. Coupes and convertibles. So you're yeah. talking about a five to 600 horsepower car driving on closed roads. Bentley closed down the roads for us, and it happened to be my birthday that trip. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So you were a birthday present from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Now, you didn't start on, uh, you didn't start your career on YouTube. Obviously, because no. you know you're not a, you're not uh, twelve. Well, twenty one. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I actually um, I fell into a career in technology. From I am a proud Arizona State Sun Devil. Uh, that's where the sun shines for the people up here in Canada. And a lot of Canadians go to a lot, Arizona. Oh, a lot of Canadians, yes. but mainly from Western Canada, Saskatchewan, Calgary. That's where they came. Anyway, um, and I fell into a job with a very small computer company called Apple. 
No one wanted to work there back in the day when I started there. I worked there for five years, and then I kind of moved into other parts of tech, and then I had a, a midlife crisis. And basically a very good friend of mine who was a good friend of yours now, Dave Kinney, who is the founder and publisher of Haggerty Price Guide, he sat me down at the first ever Shake Shack in New York City and said, you need to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life because you're going to wake up one day, you're going to be 50 and not know where the time went. I went into a month-long panic attack. I gave up this ridiculous rent control apartment I had in New York City, and I started telling jokes in L.A. Now, that's a story. That's the story. That's the story. And I'm sticking to it. When are, you, when are we going to see you do some stand-up? Uh, I do stand-up now, but mainly as uh, gigs as Moto Man. Right. My bits back, and I did this thing called The Recovering Nice Guy, and it, it would be very offensive today. Like, actually, now that I think about it, it, I'm not even trying to be funny. It would be incredibly offensive. Cause I, I would talk about luggage in the sense that really isn't positive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Al? Yes, I, but I, I, I've watched some of your videos, and you're quite funny during the video. Well, I try to bring in you humor. Into, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring you some tech. I'm trying to give you some information that you wouldn't get elsewhere. I'm not the guy you come to and say, hey, you should buy this one or this one. Or it gets 20 MPG better than this guy. I'm the guy trying to tell you a story about the car, mm -hmm. make it interesting, and I want you to watch it with your wife or girlfriend. I, I was impressed by the amount of detail that you actually put into it. You know, um, nonstop talking. Pretty um, much, yeah. Well, that's, that's normal. Yeah. No, yeah. but it wasn't BS. I'm a BS. New Yorker. I mean, I'm It wasn't sorry. BS, Greek or, or, or he had me fooled anyways. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, talk about performance and how it's made and, 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 and horsepower and all the different specifications. Like, and, well, and, you, and you, you've got a big Woody for Porsche, yes, eh? I'm a huge, you know what, and I wasn't always a Porsche guy. I was okay. a Lotus guy for the longest time, so right. much so I lived in the UK for three years. I told my mother and the family I'm moving over to the UK for this great job prospect. Mm -hmm. Complete garbage. I moved there to buy a track car and go on all the track days of Europe, and I did that in a Lotus. I came back, I started doing this, and I got taught how to drive a 911 mm -hmm. from the most winning long-distance race car driver in the world, Hurley Haywood. Right. Prior to that, I thought, I don't know if I can say this on Canadian radio, but every Porsche driver was a douchebag. And I thought it was just BMW. <laughs> well, that's now it's Audis. <laughs> uh, exactly. Oh, they're the BMW wannabe. Guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, BMWs yeah, yeah. are good cars again. Audis are the douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't use signals anywhere in the world, I guess. No, they don't. No, it's, it's, an, it's an option. It's one of those subscription services. <laughs> yeah. But it's that little lever on the left side. They don't have it yeah, in an Audi. No, no. Really? No. Yeah. 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 Now, I did see, though, uh, as a matter of fact, speaking of Audi, and I thought, why are they making this commitment? Apparently, they've made some, uh, they're making some inroads into Formula One. So, uh, what's the old adage? You know, if you race on Sunday, win on Sunday, you sell, sell on, on Monday. Monday. That's the old adage. Yeah. Audi was to that point in the Le Mans world mm -hmm. where they won so much, they became the Oprah of Le Mans. Like, you know what? I don't want the M anymore. Give it to Ellen or whoever came right, after. Right, 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 And that's kind of where they were. And now they want to kind of get back into racing, as did Porsche. They want to get back into racing as well because at the end of the day, that's how you, you get a lot of excitement. The only problem is you lose a lot of money along the way. Oh, huge amounts. Yeah, it's, it's purely a brand-building exercise. And, you know, the, the 2026 engine regulations or power unit regulations are very much hybrid-driven, and apparently the, the hybrid power unit and the internal combustion engine power unit make the same amount of power and torque, so it's really dependent upon the, the hybrid in 2026. But I thought we were going electric. Not fully electric. There's Formula E, which nobody watches. No. But Formula One is, is going to a greater level, level of uh, hybrid technology. 
Electric yeah, I, is a whole function of governments more than private enterprise. So Brussels and Washington have been pushing electric, even though there are a number of challenges. I'm not saying electric cars are bad. Mm-hmm. It's just the technology of electric cars are so much farther ahead of energy suppliers and the grid. And you need to start solving that problem before you get into mass adoption of electric cars. No question about it. And I'm sure we're going to get some hate mail regards. <laughs> oh, we are. I'm sure. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, racing has always been about going fast. And, Absolutely. And, and uh, Brian let me get behind the uh, wheel of uh, that Mach 1. Oh, that Mach-E, the Mustang the Mach-E, Mach-E. Yeah, and it was like, holy mackerel. Like really fast, instantaneous torque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that was the uh, the GT performance model, which is just entirely well, optimized. One. Like it's optimized to go in a straight line quickly. So there, there you go. I mean, and and then then Chrysler's got one out where they put ten speakers in, so it can actually sound like a oh, real car. We were talking about that yesterday. This is not a good idea. <laughs> the Daytona. Yeah, that the it, Charger Daytona. SR oh no, I was, talking, I was talking to uh, our, our friend whose name can't be spoken on the radio about that, and he was a wee bit disappointed. He's always disappointed. That's true. Yeah. yeah so they, they've got this, the Dodge has this electric concept, mm-hmm. and they wanted to give it some sound. So what they did is they put speakers in it, exterior speakers. Well, it's speakers, and there's like a, the way that the, the air flows underneath the vehicle that does indeed make it sound almost like an internal combustion engine car. Imagine if like the speeder from Star Wars met a Challenger SRT8. That's what it sounds like. Right. And I will say, okay, you know me, I am not a Mopar guy, but this, they have adopted the heritage of Dodge and have brought it perfectly into EV. I agree. The, 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 the aesthetic execution is absolutely spot on. So hopefully they I make thought you guys who rate cars or do shows about cars are supposed to be nonspecific or not really have ones that you want to poo-poo. Well, we, have, that, well, we, we are very they, opinionated. Yeah, we, they're, they're, yeah, for several reasons, uh, for several of those reasons, uh, there are some brands of cars I don't drive anymore. No, mm-hmm. because they won't give them to you. That's correct. <laughs> we because don't you want told, You told the truth, and they can't handle the truth. <laughs> that's Actually, right that's not even a joke. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. After the break, we're going to have PC Sean Shapiro with us. Stick around. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman, back from a uh, uh, Modest vacation, and uh, and uh, our pal Moto Man, all the way from Los Angeles, and joining us on the Skype is our friend PC Sean Shapiro from the Toronto Police. Sean, how are you? I'm doing awesome. It's Saturday. It is. It is. And you're not working today. That's why I'm saying I'm doing awesome. It's Saturday. No, I'm I'm uh, I'm off. I'm hanging out and just dialing into uh, hang out with you guys for a bit. You know, I've watched your 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 broad, your podcast, and it doesn't look like you're working. I have a lot of fun, I have to admit. I'm not supposed to admit that because then they usually take something away from you, but I, I really love my job. And it's not that easy because you did have the chief join you this week. Yeah, we, we had the chief. He came in for a bit. We were talking about things, uh, all, all sorts of uh, stats and, and what's going on in the city in terms of collisions and fatalities. Uh, and then I had some some walk-on guests, uh, a couple of young uh, men who came on and uh, were testing out a microphone. I don't, I don't know if you caught that part. It was hilarious. No, I missed that. I'll send you a clip. Right. He was about six years old, and he was uh, uh, oh. grabbed a mic and was was broadcasting. So, oh, that's great! A lot of fun. That's great. Sean, numbers keep going up, eh? As far as fatalities, well, I don't understand. I mean, you know, we're, we're supposed to be less cars on the road, certainly during COVID, um, and, and people still don't wear seatbelts. Is that true? You know what? I, I've got to tell you, in all the years that I've been uh, on the road as a police officer, I've written 
maybe five seatbelt tickets. I don't see people without seatbelts very often. I, I think that's uh, that's almost something we've dealt with. Impaired drivers, however, we still see those on the road. Distracted drivers using their cell phones. That's a huge problem. Yeah, I'm convinced that nothing gets done about cell phones because everybody's on them all the time. I see. And, I and, see and, it all the time. You know, and then I, I see it too. I see it especially when I'm in a personal vehicle. When I'm in a police vehicle, less so. When I was on a police motorcycle, I would have to knock on windows to get drivers' attention uh, because they were so <laughs> fixated on that device that's taking over their lives. And that is a huge problem. I remember one day we did a single blitz, and uh, I, I believe we issued 75 or 100 of them from one group of officers. Uh, we could go out there and write them all day long. It doesn't seem to be having any effect, though, because every time I look, you know, you, you know, you, the, the traffic light changes, and, and, and the guy in front of you not moving, you know, right away he's you know, on the phone. Yeah, you know, straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm quick to get on the on, on the horn. But my Do you know they have a new technology and new cars now where certain manufacturers have a lead follow vehicle mm-hmm. sensor, so when the car goes in front of you and you're not paying attention... There is a, a, a an interrupt screen that comes up that says get off lead phone. follow lead, <laughs> yeah, yeah, lead vehicle is moving forward yes. get off your ass that, that really it really means put your phone down yeah now John go ahead John go ahead. Um, I was just going to say that pedestrians drivers everybody seems to be so focused on that little device mm-hmm. it means so much it's it's a habit that uh, that uh, is hard to break and I tell people put to put your phone in the trunk if you have to put it in the glove box mm. take it out of arm's reach mm-hmm. and uh, you know speaking of phones there's uh, there's a, an interesting little phone scam going on kind of related to driving Yes. Well, uh, I was alerted uh, to it because one of the members of my station received it. They got a text message on it. It said, you've been observed uh, speeding 73 and a 50 and click here to resolve this. When you click on the link, it takes you, it's a bit.ly link. Uh, it takes you to a uh, webpage that looks like a city of Toronto pay for parking, oh, which wow. I, I just, you know, rack up to our scammers aren't that smart, but we'll try anything. Uh, but it is a convincing page and what it asks for is your name, your date of birth, all that information. Uh, and it's to fish and get your details and eventually your credit card information. Once they have that, they have the keys to the castle and can take a lot of your money. Speaking of keys, uh, we had uh, it happen this week, uh, certainly not the first time, but there was a car abduction. Um, some lady was approached they, by some bad guys with a gun and said, give me your keys. Um, what do people do in that situation? So, th- so carjacking is a reality. It's, it happens all over the world. We saw a spike in Toronto. Uh, my understanding is that is now on the decline, which is great. We've got a dedicated team with our hold-up squad that's been working to uh, to catch the bad guys and uh, that are taking uh, taking uh, liberties with your vehicles and, and, and stealing them by way of uh, this uh, carjacking. So what do you do? I mean, ultimately, uh, best practices... Be aware of your surroundings. You know, keep an eye out for for what's going on. Don't don't just hang out in your car. Windows open creates pro, uh, uh, an opportunity as well. Uh, if you get out of the car, take your keys with you. Don't leave people behind like kids in the back seat and you're you know wandering with the doors open. But at the end of the day, your car is a car. It's replaceable. If someone is pointing a gun at you, give them your car. Uh, you know, and and very often they're going to ask you for your your for other items too. And you know what? Um, Fighting them may be a losing battle. It, it's it's not something that we want people to uh, to try and uh, uh, you know be a hero. We want you to be safe and uh, and live to uh, to get a new car and, and and live a long healthy life. It's funny how the brain works, though, because you know I my my wife has a friend that lives very close to that that plaza, and and her reply was, "It's such a nice neighborhood." I said, "Well, honey, in the crappy neighborhoods, they don't have nice cars." And then, you know, like <laughs> well, so when you're driving in a shady part of town, you know to lock the doors. Go ahead. 
Uh, Sean, I it's got funny. an interesting Go uh, question for you here. I, I, I live in Los Angeles, so we have a problem with this as well. What's driving the increase in, in, in carjackings? You know, there, there's so many things. It could be simple availability or lack of availability with vehicles. There's obviously a secondary market where people are paying for these vehicles, thus creating a market. They're going overseas. Some of them are being used in crimes. It's not just high-end cars. And I had a great conversation. You can check out the podcast, uh, which is TPS Traffic Jam that we have up. Uh, episode 11 is with the inspector who's in charge of the uh, holdup squad dealing with this. And he's saying that, you know, it, it's not just the Ferraris and Land Rovers that are being uh, targeted. It's any vehicle. And then those vehicles are used in uh, in crimes. So I don't have to worry about my O2 CRV oh. getting stolen. Well, you know, no, you, you, actually, you, you do. do it. <laughs> that, that, that would be the best getaway vehicle, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and some crazy stuff: people driving e-bikes on the Don Valley Parkway. You're not supposed to do that, apparently. Yeah, you know, it's it, aside from it not being advisable and possibly even crazy uh it's dangerous and it's illegal because uh, you can get hit with a 110 dollar ticket for being a pedestrian or a cyclist and on 400 series highways there's even other other additional uh requirements of having more than a 50 cc uh, engine but at, at the end of the day yeah we, we we had a video of a of a e-bike rider riding northbound on the don valley parkway without a helmet which is also a requirement under law and uh just, just, just moseying on over. It's, it's, it's a pretty funny video. Oh, is that is that law? Because I've seen people on e-bikes without helmets, and I thought you're an idiot, but I didn't know it was against law. E-bike riders must wear a helmet, uh, regardless of their age. Bicycles, uh, you only have to be uh, wearing a helmet uh, up to the age of sixteen. Uh, sorry, I sorry, up to the age of eighteen. But uh, once you're uh, on an e-bike, it's all the time a helmet. And uh, oddly enough, e-kick scooters only require a helmet uh, until the age of 16, I believe. That's wow. amazing. Yeah, and you know we have all kinds of weird electric things in the city, like those those single-wheel things, yeah. which, which Sean and I, we spoke about a while ago, I think. And those are actually illegal in the province. Oh, really? So they I are motor vehicles that are not permitted. They're not, they don't have any of the safety uh, uh, equipment to make that uh, you know a viable option. But people are doing all sorts of things. And I've seen some pretty gruesome video of those people being involved in collisions no. and not faring very well <laughs> when they meet cars at speed. No, that's for sure. Better have a little bit of metal around you, that's yeah, for that's, sure. That's why I like cars. Not just plywood and a tire. Sean, when are you going to be on next? When, when should we be on next? No, when, when are you going to be on next? <laughs> oh, I'll be on Monday at 10 a.m. On, uh, on, on TikTok and every platform that we're on, which is basically all of them. Uh, 10 a.m. for Ask a Traffic Cop. And, and there's no silly questions, eh? No, and, and there's no limit as to how many times it can be asked because we talk about the same things a lot. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure. Well, Sean, thanks for joining us. What's your handle on all your socials? Traffic Services is the main channel for uh, for everywhere. If you search Ask a Traffic Cop, the hashtag, uh, or, or my name, you're going to find us one way or another. Yeah, you're very easy to find and the most famous person I know in Toronto. <laughs> too funny. You're pretty famous too, sir. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, guys. Take care. Thanks for joining us, Sean. You're listening to Dave's Corner Garage. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max here with Alan Gelman and our special guest, Motoman, all the way in from Los Angeles. Now, Motoman, it's not just car reviews you do on the channel, and you're here for a couple of reasons. Yes, sir. And uh, uh, you know, one of the one of the things I love about your channel is your Inside the Motoman Studio series. And uh, I know we're going to see some interesting Canadian folks this week, uh, this coming week. Yes, sir. Uh, so you know, we, you and I have been doing this for many years. I've been doing the show for 13 years. 
And starting in about 2013, 2014, I noticed, yeah, it's wonderful to go drive these cool new cars. Like this week, I'm getting on a plane going to Utah, driving the 300-horsepower GR Corolla. I mean, a crazy car that shouldn't exist nowadays. That's right. Um, but I found that what's more interesting in those cars are the people behind them, the people that created them, the stories behind them. So I started in 2014 this second show where I would talk to the key people shaping the car world. And uh, I found that if you were to just sit with them and start with one question, how do you go from being a kid growing up in Montreal, Canada, to literally running all of design for Chrysler? That's Ralph Gilles. So one of your one of your fellow countrymates. And so he was one of my first guests. I've had Bob Lutz. I've had Parnelli Jones. I've had Vaughn Gittin Jr., Tanner, you name it. And so I've gotten to know some good folks up here. So I'm here this week shooting with Ron Fellows of Corvette fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and uh, you know, partner at Canadian Tower Motorsport Park. Absolutely. I didn't know he was quite the businessman until you told me. Yeah. And then an old friend of mine, uh, Peter Clute, who is of legendary motor car fame. This is literally, I, I joke, I, I affectionately refer to him as the mayor of the classic car hobby because this man started by restoring cars in his father's driveway mm-hmm. when he was growing up so much so the first time he painted a car he oversprayed the neighbor's garage and ended up having <laughs> to paint the neighbor's garage and now he is the quintessential man in real cobras real four gts real ferraris like 60s era ferraris so outside of the canadian border you're talking about in the, around the world oh i didn't realize he just that. to give you an idea he just took <clears throat> um uh, second at Pebble Beach for the Cobra class oh. with a car he restored at his facility. And they're not, not far from Toronto. They're near Milton, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful facility filled with amazing cars. Is so. that the one that you had on? They had a whole TV show just dedicated yes, to that? Yes, that's right. Motor car. Yeah. It looks like and a his... bunch of barns stuck together. No, no, not, oh, not, not no, anymore. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, yeah. it's a purpose-built yeah. facility. It's amazing. This gentleman is not just a car entrepreneur. He is, he is literally a, a real estate developer. Uh-huh. He has basically, I think, uh, Pearson Airport grew based on the back of buying his land. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good to know because uh, I've been in the car business a long time and I don't have a fortune build up. I guess just too nice, too honest. You're buying the wrong cars. (laughs) Buy buy crappy old Fords and you'll make a lot of money. Question, you know, uh, on your show, you you walked around the yard again uh, in Detroit and you pointed out different cars and they were from different ages and different things. Uh, Is a car a good investment? A classic car, I should say. Uh, no. Not The biggest piece of advice I would give anybody is do not buy a car as an investment. Buy oh. what you like. Uh-huh. However, you can make money on cars. There's a couple of things, a couple of aspects that go into it. Number one, was it interesting when it was new? Mm-hmm. Number two, does it have any competition history? Number three, how many were made when it was new? And number four, how many exist today? So like, for example, an Aston Martin DB4 GT Zagato. Mm -hmm. That car, they only made 19. Now you would think, oh my God, that's so rare. They only made 19 because no one wanted it when it was new. (laughs) But now it's worth $8 million because there were only 19. Right. It had no competition history, but it is such a unique vehicle then and now it's worth a lot of money. However... Take a Mazda Miata, great car, mm-hmm. has competition history, amazing history, amazing people that came to build the car, but they're worthless on the classic market because they made so many. Yeah, yeah, you know, we had a guy on uh, from the uh, Model T Club once, 
And he said the prices are all over the board because people don't do any homework. And they don't realize that even though this is a, a 20s car and it looks like brand new, mm. because they built $4 billion of them, it really doesn't have a whole lot well, of value. Well, there's something else going into those. Uh-huh. Uh, the, and this is, this, is a, this is a big thing that's happening now. You have generational shifts. The people who coveted right. those cars when they were new yeah, yeah. are no longer with us. Mm-hmm. So there isn't as much demand for cars like that. Now, that's already happened for pre-war cars. It sort of happened for 50s cars, but now it's happening for 60s-era Ferraris, where 80s-era Ferraris, like 288 GTOs, are starting to be worth more than a 275 GTB4. All right, if people want to find out or watch you, where where'd they do that? Uh, easiest way is Motoman TV at all the socials. Mm-hmm. YouTube... Uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All right. I want to thank Rob McLeese also for joining us from car co- from the Concourse de Elegance. It's coming up uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th of September. Check it out. It's an amazing car. Yeah, right? way up north, a couple hours drive, uh-huh. uh, and it'll, it'll be a beautiful drive. We also want to thank Sean Shapiro from Toronto Police Services uh, showing up on our show today to talk about cool stuff. Yeah, and he, he was out with the family today. He he didn't sound like he was like just working for us. No, no, no. It's a day off for him, so I thank uh, Sean for calling in on his day off. Yeah, but if you ever watch him, he's having way too much fun. Yeah, he's got a good Call job. Call it a job, He's eh? got a good job. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll be back next week with another edition of Dave's Corner Garage. Bye-bye. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.